Welcome to NXT Revisited. It is January 23rd, and we are talking about tonight's NXT episode. And I say we because I'm not alone. With me, considering I'm Troy, this week, everyone <laughs> knows who I am by now. Jason's here. Well, I feel now I feel like I definitely have to bring that big dick energy, Troy. You seem a little down tonight, You're a little low-key for you tonight. Oh, well, I apologize. Um, but don't worry, because we've got another swinging dick our way, the host of 205 Live's recap show, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Jeff, is here. Yeah, you know I'm not bringing big dick energy. Get that, that medium dick on lock, though. <laughs> Tired dick energy is what That's I got. Right. There you go. So. And Sal brings the little dick dick. Dick, yeah. <laughs> this week's episode of NXT starts off with Ricochet looking very lost. Does he not know which entrance to use to get into the building? Because he's... Oh. Where am I going? <laughs> what just happened? What? What just happened? That was Ricochet trying to figure out how he gets inside the building. Oh, okay. That's the sight gag. That'll go great on the podcast. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing that struck me, I'm like, dude, didn't you watch what happened to Aleister Black? When you're feuding with Johnny Gargano, you don't walk around back in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then um, right from that, we go into Velveteen Dream starting things off. Um, before he can get too much into his promo, though, Cole and Fish arrive um, to say that they, of course, will be winning gold very soon. Um, and then Dream says that he's going to dispute that claim, but only if it's okay with Cole. Um, uh-huh. which, which, of course, pisses off Bobby Fish. Both of them run an attack Dream. He sends them both away before running away himself. So what do we think of this segment? It was there. I mean, all these guys are better on the mic than what they showed in this segment, but I think they just didn't have a ton of time to devote to this. This The problem with this is that this is a very sort of non-directional thing. I mean, none of these guys are on a takeover match, at least as of now. Who knows what they could add between now and then. Um, Fish has certainly not been portrayed as the the primetime player from Undisputed Era. So this just all seemed sort of like, oh, these guys aren't on takeover, so we got to throw them together in something right beforehand. Yeah, yeah, I definitely came across that way. Um, it was uh, it was a segment to open the show. It wasn't any sort of good or bad to it. Um, the one thing I did like was after Velveteen Dream left, Bobby Fish very loudly was just yelling, Get back here! And uh, who do you think you are? Over and over and over again. Yes. Um that was that was the biggest takeaway from this is Bobby Fish has a very loud voice as you guys have said in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the very strange thing about this show is other than the main event, nothing that happened on the show was leading to any match at Takeover. In fact, every single person that has a match at Takeover wasn't on this this episode other than 
Alistair Black, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and Ricochet. So well, they were in video packages. Yeah, but they were in video packages. Yeah. Like this is the go home show. I, yeah. I kind of expected to see a little bit more build to it. Instead, they're just like, nope, we're good. We've got the build. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, for a go home show, it was it was a little. It didn't seem like it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. They, they didn't even give Riddle and Ono a video package, so... Yes, they did. did they? I must have missed that one. Yep, okay. They um, it's, it's well, they just kind of, like, recapped last week, right? Yeah, but they did that with everybody. But let's 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 go on over here, because I do have it. Um, okay. So, yeah, must have been when I was taking a piss. Probably. Um, so the next video package we get is Shayna getting her promo package. And, of course, Bianca looks bored, because she's a face. <laughs> um, but the woman with the flappiest of NXTs says that she is the best and she's <laughs> coming for Bianca or she's becoming for Shayna. The flappiest of NXTs? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Well, she's the est. Right? So she's the flappiest. Of of the NXTs? Yeah. NXTs? NXT is now code for vagina. Okay, yes. cool. Didn't yes. didn't get that part. That was what I was missing. Okay, good. Well, I didn't yeah. want to just say that she's a flappiest vagina. So, Tommaso Ciampa is the vagina heavyweight champion? Yes. Okay. <laughs> See, if if he stood for titty, Dean Ambrose would probably be wrestling every week. He'd be the champion. That's true. Uh, so what do we think of the Shayna Bianca promo? Right. Video. We talked about this last week. I, I think this is sort of a match that doesn't really have a great build. I mean, most of the build on this was off of one promo. Uh, Bianca won a fatal four-way to become the number one contender. They did one in-ring promo together, and that was it. And that was pretty much all they built off of in the video package. So, yep. um, And Bianca's not really undefeated, so that's all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, building off of what you guys were saying last week, they really made... She, she keeps saying she's undefeated. I'm undefeated. She said it like seven times in that stupid video package. Um I, I don't know where she's at as far as her character. I'm a little confused with it because she comes across as a cunt. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I, but I, I don't guess. Don't we all? Yeah, because everything that because didn't last week they kind of made it so she was maybe the good guy here, like you're supposed to root for her. Yes. But then everything they showed in the video package was her just being a cunt. Yeah. Well, she cheap shotted Shane and then ran away because nothing says face like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, of course that's what all the faces do. Exactly. Um, this here is a spot that we get the Queef League getting blasted in the ball sack video. Um, and then they, they announced that the King of Bros will take on the King of Ho-Hos at NXT TakeOver Field. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't like the Shayna Bianca package. It was sort of like a commercial. It was It was literally like they came back, they showed Queef getting kicked in the balls. They showed Matt, Matt coming out and beating the hell out of him. And then they showed a little, pack, little video, or the... the, the um, title card or whatever you want to call it of the King of Bros. Oh well, that's not a video package. But it was just more of a recap. It was a recap. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like that's that's pretty much what they did for all of these builds was you did show a radio cap, you know, a recap of everything that's happened so far. Which like we're gonna get that at the pay per view. So why are we getting it here? <laughs> Well, we're not getting, like, sit-down interviews with everybody and mixed in with the highlight footage. Like, that's a video package. Like, right. just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, but we didn't get that for anybody, though. Well, we, well, we did. We got it for Shayna and Bianca. We got it for Johnny and Ricochet. Uh, uh, well, we, but nobody cares about this match, and we all know who's going to win it, so. 
Um, <laughs> our our next match is Oni Larkin and Danny Birch versus Fabian Eichner and Stinkface McGerman Face. Uh, <laughs> my immediate my immediate reaction was this will be the match where charisma goes to die. Oof, gosh, so I, I think my um, my hate hate relationship with Oni Larkin and Danny Birch is well documented. Uh, I think that Danny Birch is very bland. Uh, I think that Oni Larkin is a nothing of a person. Uh, Fabian Eichner has some nice chest hair, and Stinkface McGerman is a German. So <laughs> that's okay. That yeah. said, that said, said, this match was really good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you were building a call just the worst fucking piece of shit. And I I wanted to hate it, and then I was like, <laughs> I'm like, this is actually a really good match. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Um, there was yeah. axe all over the place. It was hard hitting. I mean, it's tremendous. Yeah. There were some really good good moves that I had down here. Um, Birch with the leg pick in midair. Yes. Um, yep. and, then, and then his headbutt reversal where he just took out fucking Nazi face. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> That's uh, Marcel Bartel for those keeping score at home. Whatever, Marcel, Marcel, whatever. Uh, Nigel and Morrow were trying to out-hype each other and try to see who could hit a higher octave during this match. As so the the only the only weird thing it sounded like an offensive Chinese stereotype. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I, I expect this shit from Adam, guys. Come on, sorry, sorry. Um, the only the only odd thing was there was a, a double team maneuver that turned into reversal, but didn't seem like it turned into reversal. Um, that was where oh, they, yeah. they had Larkin up, and um, Bartel hits an uppercut, and then Larkin like no sells it and like rolls up Eichner two times. It was a really <laughs> weird, really weird thing. It wound up being you know just a two counter over that, but like then you had had Niger just like I guess Bartel didn't get all of that. Like no, he got all of it. It just <laughs> I think so- he was supposed to miss. I don't know what happened. <laughs> The uh, the spot for me that was sort of like the the I made me pop because I had never seen it before. There was one spot. I, I it was Bartel and Eichner. I forget which one it was. I want to say it was Bartel uh, threw his opponent over from the corner, and Eichner caught him in midair like a vertical suplex and turned it into a brainbuster, oh, which gosh, yeah. was fucking impressive. Yeah, and he caught him low too and actually yeah. muscled him up. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that was that was the spot I had too. Also, the uh, the spot I always like the spot when O'Neill Larkin just kind of slaps the people in the face. I always <laughs> I always enjoy that. Um, and, Would that be uh, a birch slap? No, a what? O'Neill Larkin that does. I know, but that, but it's his partner is Danny Birch, so you could call it a birch slap. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Sure. And then Eichner doing his little crossbody to the outside was was pretty cool too. Yeah, I yeah, Eichner's I, I got some fucking aerial ability. I, that's one thing I do love. A place in this one. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, him. He would like hop up on the on the, the the turnbuckle, fly outside and hit somebody, and then I was going to be back up on a different turnbuckle and fly and hit someone. And I was like, what the, where is this guy fucking going? Yeah, this yeah. this match was nonstop energy. Like, start. They didn't waste motion at all. It was just all go, no stop. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It was probably maybe a four minute match, and they were just constantly going. Yeah. The uh, the ending of the match to me kind of ruined it though because Lurkin just wins by a fruit roll up. Um, yeah, yeah. Was like uh, German face tried to get back in, but 
Birch was able to, to hold him back, which is a very like heelish type move to like grab the guy trying to break up the pin. Even if it is, you know, like a, a legit tactic. To me it's always been more like of a heel thing as like I'm just gonna hold on to you so you can't save your partner kind of thing and yeah, it, it was it was odd. Well it wasn't a pin, he had him in a half crab, it was a submission move. Yeah, I guess. Um, so maybe maybe I missed it, and you guys talked about this already. But why why is uh, Eichner and, and Nazi guy uh, a team? Because they're they, well, they've been teaming together on uh, NXT UK too. So because they're foreign, it's just just because. Just like, because, they're they're just, oh, because they're oh, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get into it just because tag team in just a few minutes here. The, the Axis powers. Speaking of, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything else that we have to say about the tag match? No, I, I would go check it out if you haven't seen it, because it is, it is worth a watch, for sure. Yeah, it's short, and it's fucking awesome the whole time. Just like it, a dick. Just like, ah! Gotcha! Going for it. Um, and the joke, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Morrow says, our ring-a-ding-dong candy main event will be Fish vs. Dream. Fuck you, Morrow. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy the fact that... Um, Poppy, which I guess is the the chick that's doing the theme song for it. Her album is Am I a Girl? So every time one of the guys has to say, which is the time it was Maro, has to go, Am I a girl? <laughs> I thought I thought he said I am girl. And no, I was like her her album is Am I a Girl? <laughs> that's fucking They should just record Tamina introducing it so they can play that every time. Alright, Am I a girl? Well it was funny because I hadn't heard the the song yet. Um I'm a few weeks behind and uh, I hadn't heard the song yet, and I they just started playing this fucking music video. This weird person, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh, so and you, then uh, you got you had the same thing that happened to me the first time I saw it. I was like, is yeah, I thought it was like some sort of video yeah. package. Yeah, <laughs> because so the, between this one and then um, Alien and Farmer, whatever the fucking other band it is, or whatever that, they're both presented that same kind of way, where it's like, it seems <laughs> like it's an intro video to a new wrestler. It's like, nope, it's just singers. She'll be sitting front row at Takeover. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the Champa promo replayed with some new shots added into it Um, and uh, during this one uh, Alistair has too much moisture in his mouth he does a (laughs) A lot of that during his promo (laughs) can you really ever have too much moisture in your mouth though I mean if if you're like lip smacking like that yeah it depends on what you're smacking them lips on I guess that's true Uh, so anything else to add to the uh, Champa Alistair promo here it's a match that's gonna happen yeah pretty much yeah all right so uh eo brings the hotness and she has a pirate hooker with her and <laughs> they are facing fucking rebel <laughs> and amber nova from shine of all the people that i i thought we would get an nxt i never once thought we would get 40 year old fucking rebel from impact wrestling on an nxt episode who can't work? Yeah, she can't. <laughs> so much so that she barely does anything in this match because they have the superior worker Amber Nova do the majority of it. She does have a nice ass, though. Well, yeah, she's 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 a thicky thick girl. Uh, but she is going by Tanae Brooks, which is her actual name. Um. So, were you, was this where you were talking about the makeshift team of it's let's throw the two Asian chicks together or? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. And ironically, they were a team in Lucha Underground. They were part of the Black Lotus tribe. Um, and I believe they teamed together in Stardom a little bit. But um, So they do have some history together. And they worked really well as a team. It's just like these two characters, 
why are they a team? Like, there's nothing in common other than they're Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And, I mean, like you said, they do work very well together. They have a lot of tag team moves. They do have a history together. They are really good friends and all of that. Yeah. But, like, these two should both be single stars because right. they both won Mae Young Classic. Um, right. And they both, you know, by all accounts, should be kind of the Asuka of NXTs at this point. But here they well, are. And we don't have a tag team division for the women in NXT. So what's the point of makeshifting tag teams together? Right, exactly. So much so that, yeah, we've got the, the other two four horsemen of the UFC who are also kind of a tag team. So are we getting NXT women's tag team titles? Because there's pretty much only <sighs> the two teams. So Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I sort of hope not, but we'll say. Yeah, and the, the, the match... The match, and especially the beginning with Rebel, was fucking hard to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. She couldn't even sell an arm drag properly. Yeah, she's she's not great. Um, she does get a nice little moment where she does her big ass does distract my boner and Kyrie Sane. Um, and I'm guessing Shelly Martinez is showing up at the next set of tapings, right? You know, <laughs> at at least that's one that has a history with WWE. Like, so who who can... she has a history with Rebel too? Well, yeah, but who is? <laughs> Who convinced, like, I guess Triple H, to be like, hey, uh, you know who'd be really good enhancement talent? Tanae Brooks, the forty-year-old chick who's been wrestling for two years. Her. That's that's the one you want. <laughs> She's also let herself go a little bit. I mean, a little bit. I mean, you it, know, from from her TNA prime, she's definitely, you know, she's she's a little thicker than before. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I I cannot go a pirate hooker match without saying I've got a flying D for Kyrie Sane. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> it's a sliding D, actually. Sliding D, whatever. I guess I got I got a flying one at her too if she needs to. Um, <laughs> Jessica Carr was very uh, loose with the rules here because he just lets the, the the two Japanese goddesses be in the ring together for way too long. <laughs> like she wasn't even <laughs> counting at a certain point to like. Uh, one of you needs to leave the ring right now. You guys are doing like 13 double team moves, and this isn't a tornado take match. See, this is one of those days I wish we hadn't gotten so PC with our broadcasting because I would have loved our Margaret. She Pearl Harbiter! You know, something like that. Right. <laughs> Ka- kamikaze dive by e- Nothing. Nothing. Just. No. No, nothing. <laughs> the wasabi drop. Yeah. Uh, Don't be fucking racist, Jeff. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. So tempted to say some things. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say exactly how I I wrote up the ending of this match. All right. Shirai just drops books on, Brooks on her back because she's fat, and we get an assisted elbow drop before Sane drops her pirate booty right on Rebel's tits for the win. <laughs> Tell me that's not yep. exactly how that happened. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that was a nice tag team finish though. Just didn't. Exactly, nail the right spot on it, but the, the it was just it was just the Shirai just dropping Brooks that got me that got me laughing because it wasn't even a move. It was just like ah, I'm done. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> it's like oh, you're heavier you're heavier than I thought. <laughs> oh, that was definitely okay. Cool. We went from sort of racist to like fucking knock that racist ball right out of the park. All yeah, right, cool. Uh, yeah, that was. I was fucking. It's <laughs> apparently you add letters when you're Asian too. You're heavier. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. Uh, hey, hey, wait. We there's there's still an episode of Two and Five Live to get through, and there are a lot of Asian people in that one. So <laughs> that is true. Just just you wait. 
Um, so any thought here, that will be in a separate episode on the Rundown Wrestling Network feed. For sure, for sure. We're definitely not recording them back-to-back here. Uh, so anything to say about uh, um, the Japanese girls beating up uh, Rebel and Amber Nova? Uh, the jumping bomb angels with the victory. <laughs> <laughs> anything, Jeff, that you want to add? I don't know. Not really. It was fucking boring. Um, I, I, I I will I'll give you a hot take if you want a hot take. Uh, Io Shirai is far better than Kairi Sane. I don't know that that's really <sighs> a hot take. I think that's pretty well known. Io is yeah. Io is is a very good worker, and Kairi is okay. She's Japanese. I I love how uh, I love how her spear in this match was shown to be fucking stupid because she weighs ninety pounds. Right. She hit her with the spear, and the girl just kind of like. Did something hit me? Oh yeah, it did. I better fall over. Yeah, that's right. I think I think I get hit by a barnacle. Um, so, <laughs> a barnacle. So we are going to steal a page out of Adam's book with this next segment and ask: Is it racist? Because I'm pretty sure the answer to that is yes. If we're talking about this show, not not us. Was something oh, okay. that is, something that is said. Let's um, not say us. I'm the one that hasn't uh, done that yet. All right. Well, the night's still young. Uh, so, so Io Shirai and Kairi are backstage uh, doing an interview, and Io looks bored. Did, did she not look like she didn't want to be there at all? Or am I just picking up something odd there? I didn't, uh, yeah, I, I didn't either, but okay. Um, but I was. Yeah. <laughs> but then uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke come by, and this is, I guess, setting up uh, our main event of next week, or at least one of the matches of next week. And Jessamine says that she's going to send them back out to sea. Now, I know that that's supposed to be a pirate joke, but is it also racist? Because I feel like it could be a little thinly veiled racism. I didn't get racism from it, but who knows. And the main event for next week, I'm sure, will be whatever dark match they tape at TakeOver this weekend. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, it's... We're going to have the easiest job in the world on this show next week, because it's going to be all recap. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> um, so then we get to our last match, because this is not our main event. Uh, the Velveteen Dream uh, comes out wearing a cowboy hat and what I can only describe as a very gay shirt. Uh, he also has bright pink velour pants. And fish. Well, he also his, his entrance was also like he was halfway down the ramp when they cut to his entrance. So it was a little weird. I noticed that. Yeah, uh, that was a little bit weird. Yeah, uh, fish and Cole are out next, and I have to ask, where are Roddy and O'Reilly? Uh, Cole said it earlier. They're they're out prepping and getting ready for Saturday's match with War Machine. I guess oh. that's just a little rub and tug in each other. I guess, yeah. Um, stress relief before the big show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this match continued to show that uh, Dream is just the complete giant black package. Um, <laughs> I, I am still like, how can how can he not just be amazed by how good this guy is, considering how young he is and, and how he hasn't been wrestling for that long. Like between between his in ring work, which is really really good, um, and just the like the gimmick. Altogether, yeah, just crazy how good he is. Uh, there were a couple of points in here. Uh, there was one spot where he was going to jump off the top rope, and he just took way too fucking long. Like, so it was an uncomfortable moment where like Fish is just sort of looking up at him, like, "Are, are you going to fucking jump?" 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm saying, hey, you yeah. know, fucking jump, or he just couldn't get his balance or something, I guess. Um, my, one of my favorite points in this match was at one point, uh, Dream looks at Adam Cole and goes, this one's for you, baby. Oh, well, that's it's because fuck- there, was, there was a lead up to that, because uh, Cole kept uh, yelling, do something, do something. And then that's when Dream said, uh, I'll show you something. Then he hits fish, and then he did the. That's for you, baby. So yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit, little bit of Magmore. And I love the fact that Adam Cole just takes Bobby Fish's place as loudmouth at ringside when Bobby yes. Fish is in the match. Yes. Yep. And I gotta say, Velveteen Dream fucking sold his knee like a oh. boss at this point. When he got that, oh yeah. When he got the uh, the knee bar on. I thought he had fucking tore his ACL. He was screaming and flailing and just a level of selling you don't see very often these days. Uh, but here's where I, he really won me over here. He, he went to lift him for the, the Dream Valley driver, and he had to drop him because he couldn't support his weight. And then he finally muscled through it. He goes to the top rope, and he can't jump off the top rope completely with the normal lift because he's selling the knee. Yep. Take fucking note, Seth Rollins. Uh, when your uh, knee is supposed to be hurt, you have to sell it when you go to do these big moves. Take note, Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> well, he doesn't sell anything. Well, yeah, but baby steps. Baby steps for him. That's right. Uh, but this I, is this is the notorious anti-Seth because Seth will tell you he he tore his ACL five minutes into the match and then he's doing buckle bombs where he's throwing somebody carrying somebody across the ring with their entire weight on his shoulders. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, so I know I know that I'm kind of hard on Morrow sometimes, but why does he have to add more names to moves? Why is it a Senton Automico? Instead of just a senton. Because that's what it's called. Well, they just call it a fucking senton. That's its proper name. Well, okay. Well, I have here that Fish locked in a modified single-link Boston cream pie crab rangoon at one point, so... I don't believe that's the official name. (laughs) Well, you know, if you ask Morrow. I, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, oh, I was just going to say that this match was was, uh, interesting. Uh, Yeah, I obviously had... Dream selling his knee was fucking fantastic, and I, I also wrote down the, I loved the subtle him jumping off the rope, only jumping off of one leg was yeah. fantastic, and he actually like moved off the turnbuckle to get on the side of the rope a little bit to get a little more, more height on it. It was just the subtlety of it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I I also put that Bobby Fish looked very fucking weak here. He only got moves in, like when. Through cheapness, like that's the only way he really got moves in, and he got like one counter move, which was the the knee bar. He's a heel. Uh, I know, I know, but he didn't even get any shit in. Usually, heels will get some shit in by themselves. This like, this was probably at the end of the tapings when they were sort of trying to hurry shit along because it did seem rushed for a match of this caliber between two guys that NXT has high standards for. Um, it definitely did seem like they didn't have as much time as they normally would have. Yeah, that's true. That's that is true. Um, but yeah, I, I, I the match itself was was good, and uh, I I don't know where they're really gonna go. I guess they're just gonna what are they gonna have? Dream versus Cole eventually. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. Well, Dream said in his his promo at the beginning of the show that he was setting his sights on the North American Championship. So, right. 
but then you know I, I don't know we'll we'll see I guess going forward like I, like I said this was a match that uh, like that was said earlier this was a match that was just kind of like didn't even have anything to do with the takeover and just kind of thrown them together so we'll see if they continue with it or or what yeah all right so after purple rainmaker uh, dream got the win and then ran away. Uh, so anything else on the match before we move on to our next segment? Nope. I, I did want to say real quick, uh, going back to the, this is, I missed this. Uh, I thought it was really funny in the, the Danny Birch and Orny Loken after they won. Orny Loken, right? That's how, that's how Sal said it? Orny, Orn, Loken. Orny Loken. Yeah, Orny Loken. Uh, he, he pinned him and fell out of the ring and then was laying on the ramp. And for no reason at all, Danny Birch like, ran out of nowhere and laid on the ramp next to him for no reason. <laughs> And they kind of like hugged him. I was like, "What the fuck? Why?" I think, and I think I've said this before. Um, we're gonna get to it in the next segment. But can somebody please tell me I'm not crazy? The fucking one and only voice in Ricochet's thought—that's Triple H, right? It's—I didn't pay attention. Maybe sure. I'll have to listen to it next time. Yeah. So take over a Saturday. Listen when he does his intro. When they get to that one and only, I'm pretty sure that's Triple H. It sounds like it at least. Okay, I'll have to listen. Weird. All right. Um, so then the next thing we get is a recap of the Street Profits getting beat down by the Forgotten Sons again. These guys not and, a match. So. And I'd already forgotten about it. So living right. the gimmick. Yep. There you go. Um, then we find out that next week it'll be Kyrie and Io versus Duke and Shafir. And then, that'll put butts in seats. That's right. Uh, it'll, put, <laughs> it'll put my dick in my hand. That's for sure. Uh, so <laughs> our main event outcomes Ricochet. Um, he talks a little bit. Ricochet's voice to me doesn't match his appearance. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I expect him to sound like, but it's not that. Um, but of course, Johnny Wrestling comes out. Uh, Are we playing? Is it racist again? <laughs> no, no. He um, doesn't sound like a black guy. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he still sounds like a black guy. He just doesn't. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> Johnny attacks Ricochet. Um, Ricochet throws Johnny outside, and Tommaso Ciampa comes in and attacks Ricochet. Um, then we get a little look between Johnny and Ciampa before Johnny goes back to beating the shit out of Ricochet, and Aleister Black comes out and attacks Ciampa. Um, then Johnny has to decide if he's going to save Ciampa or not, and he does. And then a DIY chat, chat breaks out. And Johnny and Ciampa beat down Ricochet and Black. So, before we get to the last little part of this, anything about the beat down left and right here? So, the interesting thing here to me about this is that if you're the ones working in the back, if you're if you're putting this show together, you sort of have to know, and based on what we've already seen when we've danced around this, that a DIY reunion, even as heels, is going to get a big pop from the crowd. You're really putting... Alistair Black and Ricochet in a shit position as the faces here. Yeah. Because you're you're encouraging the crowd to root for them as faces to get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. It's just it's it's strange booking. I guess maybe it's the new millennium style booking, but it just it strikes me as really really weird when they do that kind of stuff. It's sort of like when they have the heel beat the shit out of the guy and then do the I'm leaving and then they come running back. Like the crowd's gonna pop for that. It's gonna have the reverse effect of what you're looking for. Yeah, I, it's it's a we. It's just like it wouldn't be a, a horrible thing if this happened, 
but the timing of it is is weird. It's a weird time to be doing this now. Um, and I guess they're combining it again like they did last week as well. I know you guys went over that last week, and it. it I, I I don't know. Like, is there? The booking is weird. I, I don't know why they're combining these two segments together. I guess just because Champa and Gargano have a history, and they. Well, I, I don't know. They're prepping for takeover. The will they help each other? Are they on the same page? They're 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 trying to create the will they or won't they fuck scenario. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, it, this segment was was interesting to say the least. Yeah. Um. So then it ends with Champa and Johnny both at the top of the ramp, and they they're about to shake hands, maybe do a little kiss before uh, Candice LeRae comes out to prevent Johnny from shaking hands and tells him, are we really going to do this? Are we, are we really going to do this again? Um, and they walk off and we go off the air. Which is weird when you factor in it was just a couple, maybe a month ago, that Candice was coming out in like all black with the black lipstick and everybody's like, oh, see, she's selling the heel turn too. Yeah. And now she's you know, saying, no, we can't, <clears throat> you guys can't be friends again. We can't trust you. Yeah, you're not allowed to throw that in the garbage. Friends, Johnny. <laughs> we have things to do. Uh, we have to watch Sex and the City together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was weird. It was weird. I guess she just threw that whole heel thing away. It didn't work out, I suppose. Even though she, I don't think she would. She come in and just lose a couple matches, right? As that. She really yeah. hasn't wrestled a whole lot either. I mean, she's been. She was in. I think the last time I saw her wrestle was that Fatal Four Way where Bianca Belair won the champion the championship match. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been a while. It, overall, it was it was a weird. It was a, not a. It was a weird segment. It was a weird segment. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, did that get you any more hype for Takeover Phoenix? I'm always going to be hyped for the NXT takeovers. It's just it, the matches are going to be fantastic. We know that they're going to be given time. There's going to be storyline. There's going to be development. They're going to be left wanting more, which is all the stuff we don't get from the main roster. So. Uh, 100% excited for TakeOver. And for those wondering, we are going to do a full preview tomorrow night on the rundown and not here tonight on this show. So, Yeah, because uh, the same three guys you're listening to right now are going to be on the rundown tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah. However, I think we're going to do the recap of TakeOver next week on NXT Revisited, and I think Sal will be joining us for that, if I'm not mistaken. Potentially. We'll see. Yes. It's Sal. Yeah, true. Um, Coming but yeah, going, going... Hot takes oh. <laughs> going back to what you said, I, I, I too am always going to be excited for takeovers, but this this show itself didn't really do anything to make me more excited for takeover. I'm, so, I'm still as excited as I was just because I know it'll be good, but this show didn't didn't do anything for me really. Yeah, the only thing for me that it did was kind of wish that we had a couple more matches on it because um, we've got some storylines here, and it'd be kind of nice to see Velveteen Dream versus uh, Adam Cole. Um, just because I want to see them two guys fight again. Uh, just having Velveteen Dream booked would be good. Cause yeah. Not having him booked kind of yeah. sucks. Um, but I, it seems a little weird that Cassius Ono is on this card and Velveteen Dream and Adam Cole are not. Yeah, and I get it. It's just because yeah. I want to get riddle over, but yeah. That's another one of those weird kind of things. And I mean, they don't really have a, a you know Mountain Dew kickstart pre-show so 
champ. Well, they do. They're going to do a pre-show for for a takeover. They always do. Yeah, but they, they Yeah, but they don't ever put matches on it though. Or well, that's because I think they're, they're taping. Do. Yeah, I think they're taping the dark matches for the next week's show. Right. Yeah. Exactly. At that point. So. Yeah. So they, you would be like, there's a possibility that you could do that if you change your, your recording schedule a little bit. But I get it. So. Um, so, if you, uh, anything else to say about uh, NXT this week? No, it's good. Go check out that uh, tag match with uh, Eichner and Bartel. Uh, and that's about it. All right, Jeff? Yeah. Nah, that's pretty much it. I agree with Jason on that match. That was that was the the shining star nice. in this. Uh... <laughs> the Puerto Ricans? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, the Puerto Ricans. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're done t- selling you a timeshare this week. Uh, join us again next week for another NXT Revisited. Um, and, uh, of course, go to rundownwrestling.com to see the rest of our shows. If you're already there, drop a comment, uh, talk about how hype you are, uh, and make sure to uh, get your picks in um, for NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, I want to thank my co-hosts today, Jason. Thank you, as always. And Jeff. Thanks. <laughs> awesome alright uh, so of course keep it uh, keep, keep it subscribed to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast Network and continue to come back to RundownWrestling.com because we've got another episode it's two for Wednesdays every Wednesday NXT Revisited and Hurry Up and Cruiserweight and join us tomorrow for the Rundown Wrestling Podcast so with that we will I haven't come up with anything see you next Wednesday doesn't work. I need to come up with something else. I'm, I'm working on it. I'll just go, bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Cash is always a heavy boy. <laughs> He's a heavy. <laughs> All right.